75% of people won't buy from a company that they don't trust. And that trust factor is playing a bigger and bigger role in consumers' purchase decisions. That's one of the things that influencer marketing does really well because influencers are trusted. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the show. It's Rick Nusky here. Hope you're doing really well, and thank you very much for joining us. Now, I know that the show uh, attracts so many different people uh, who love to provide feedback about their uh, experience listening to it and what they've taken away from it. So thank you very much for that feedback and keep it coming through. I really, really enjoy reading through it. Now, on today's show, I have the pleasure of welcoming the founder and CEO of Crafter Digital, Mr. Mendel Cohen. Welcome to the show, Hello. Mendel. Hi. Thank you, Rick. Nice to be here. Absolutely. A pleasure to have you with us today, Mendel. Now, you and I were going to be talking about influencer marketing, AI, brand awareness, and the importance of building trust with consumers. Now, traditionally, what we do, Mendel, is we spend a few moments just talking a little bit about you to give some context to the call. So where are we calling in from today, Mendel? From Miami, Florida. Fantastic. What do you love about the place? So honestly, um, I'm going to be pretty basic. I love the weather, uh, of course. Yes, yes. And the ability to go jet skiing at any point in time. Oh, love it. That uh, is um, a big plus, yeah. of course. Tell me about your jet ski. Is it is it one you own or do you hire them? Is it one of those huge ones? Tell us a little bit so about I, it. So I, I usually rent, you know, I'm actually looking to Smart. buy one now. Okay. But yeah. in the past, I've rented and it's one of the best things to do here, you know, water sport, just, just really, you know, enjoy the sunlight, enjoy the... Get the nature some, that you have here it's 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 great it's it's one of the best parts get the vitamin d into your system now tell me is it is it something you do out in the actual open ocean or do you have in like inland um, lakes and things so it depends a lot of the time it's it's the bay if you can go into the ocean you just got to make sure the you know waves aren't too too, aren't too much that day but <laughs> uh, it, it really depends i i like i like going to the bay because you can go a little bit faster there. The waves are not too high. Yeah, beautiful. I love it. Now tell me, what else do you enjoy doing when you're not doing that? Do you have any other things you enjoy, like watching movies or going out with friends? I'm a big sports fan. Yeah. So, so yeah, I love that. I always like going to games, um, Heat games, Inter-Miami games, Dolphins games. Yeah, fantastic. So, you know, Miami teams haven't been, haven't been uh, you know, that exciting recently. <laughs> Dolphins uh, were a bit of a letdown this year, but that's a whole nother thing that <laughs> I can spend a lot of time on. It, but, uh. Yeah, well, look, you know, you can't just jump ship because they're not performing because one day when they do start performing, you'll be wondering what happened. Oh, yeah, well, listen, listen, I, I've been a Dolphins fan for a long time <laughs> and I've been patiently waiting. I still am. <laughs> I've been a Heat fan and, and we've had good success recently, so happy about that yeah. now we have a new soccer team of course inter miami david beckham yeah that just founded it so yeah that's incredible um, I, 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 can, I can only imagine how much how exciting that's going to be now i love uh, going to sports games myself and you know watching all the big players the professionals do what they do best and i remember um being taken to one of these games when i was really really young do you remember you know your first time going to a sports event how old were you do you can you recall I was nine years old, I believe, mm-hmm. and it was the Heat game. Yep. Did they win? And Do you remember? It was great. They lost. Yeah. <laughs> but it was still a good time. 
Well, I tell you what, there's some things to be taken away from watching your, your favourite team lose. What do you think you've learned from failure in your own business? Well, a lot. And, and I think in my opinion, that's the best way to learn. Yep. You know, failure is something that's inevitable. And it's the best teacher, really. Mm. Because when you can actually experience things, um, you can really, you know, go back and, and see where mistakes were made and see where improvements could be made. And I always say, like, you know, to not try to avoid failure. Yeah. Because it's something that, as I said, it's, it's inevitable. And a lot of the times failure can have a nice ROI to it if you pick up on some good experience that is necessary. Yeah, absolutely. That's great feedback. Now, as a busy, uh, you know, CEO, you probably got a lot going on on any given day. I'm surprised you've got much time to go and do hobbies and things. Tell us about your daily routine. Are you an early riser? And what's a day look like for you? Yes. Yeah, so I would wake up probably around 630. Mm -hmm. um, you know, morning routine, eat, eat, eat breakfast, you know, do the morning things and get to the office. I'd get here about around eight o'clock. Mm -hmm. um, first thing I do in the morning is important tasks. So I have, I have a list of like the important things that need to be taken care of as soon as possible. Yep. And I would get to that. And I'd like to actually plan out my day um, a day in advance and have time slots for certain things that need to be completed, certain meetings and make sure everything is kind of set. And I'll tell you why. When you have, at least what from what I've seen and my experiment, when you have on your calendar certain slots to do certain things, mm -hmm. you tend to be more productive. If you're going with the flow, a lot of the times it's very easy to get carried away. Yeah, it's very easy to you know just just drift off and and you know get sidetracked. So I like to make sure that I have time slots where I dedicate myself to certain things, and and only focus on that. In that period of time, obviously, you know, we're in business and you're always going to get those important calls that you need to pay attention to yep. and that are time sensitive. But yep. I try my best to stick to a daily schedule. Um, every day is different. Um, and and just 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 to have those those kind of time frames where you're able to focus on things and try to be as productive as you can. Yeah, absolutely. I would say that's, you know. That's what I like to do for time management. And my day, I would say, it's it varies. It's it's super different. Now, as a, as a human being, you know, we often, well, I've I've experienced them myself. I'm not sure about you, Mendel, but um, those days where you get up and you just want to pull the covers back over your head. How do you get past that funk? Do you yeah. ever have those days, and how do you get past them? Well, I think there's. I mean, you know, we always have those days as human beings. Mm -hmm. um, but I think you gotta really love what you do yeah and be excited about your days because that will get you up naturally you know um and you know, always make sure that in your business and your life you you set goals as yeah. well yeah that's super important that will help get you up and we all you know have some times where we just want to go to sleep or if <laughs> you're in miami just want to go jet skiing go jet skiing you know? it's a nice <laughs> yep. day outside but it's important to make sure to stay on track. Um, and the best way to do that is to have goals and to plan your day in advance the day before. I highly recommend that. Those are, are some some tips, I would say. So in terms of goal setting, are you talking about 
purely professional goals? Or what about your personal goals? Are they are uh, as important? Of course, yeah. Mm-hmm. You got to make sure you have a good balance there. You know, yeah. not get too carried away with you know business and and the work, and make sure you have time for you know your personal life. Um, I would say, in terms of personal goals, have hobbies. Yeah. Assign, you know, get hobbies, do things that you like to do. And, you know, for me, I play basketball in a league every Monday night. I yeah. enjoy it. Um, I like to improve there. I like to go skiing. Um, and just, you know, tr- try to get hobbies where you can find um, fun and enjoyment and and improve, you know, on that. I think that's great for peace of mind, great for just on a mental, in a mental sense. Level. It's su- exactly, it's super important to not, not make sure you're too carried away with, with work. And, you know, if that's the case, then, you know, you can f- suffer with burnout oh, and, and you want to make, and, and, you know, having a, a nice, happy personal life is also beneficial to your work life. So I think it goes together. That's great feedback. Thank you so much, Mendel. Now, I, I don't know about you, but I can recall when I was, you know, very young, having to wash cars for five dollars here and there. What do you reckon did, was your first ever experience as an entrepreneur? Can you remember it? So, I have a few. <laughs> all right. Um, a lot of people had that first warehouse job, of course, where you just get right into things. Um, I was a counselor one time in a summer camp mm-hmm. when I was younger. Yep. Um, which gave me a lot of motivation to get into um, a successful business because, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you have a lot of experiences that are very difficult. And, <laughs> and you know, we've, we've all had, I'm sure, you know, when we start in the work life, um, doesn't always, you don't always start at the C-suite. No, definitely you not. Yet, but, you know, that, that builds character. A lot of those experiences, it builds character. And you gain a lot of experience that you don't even gain at the C-suite, to be honest. I'll tell you, there's, there's, some, there's some things that you learn that are extremely valuable in, in the start of your career. So You've taken a and, chance on, on, you know, um, the business that you started that crafted digital. How, how, how much did it take for you to say, hey, look, I'm, I'm making this decision. I'm going forward to crafted digital. And, you know, was there risk involved for you? Well, there's always risk when starting a new business, and, and that was definitely the case. But I would say that I, I worked in a couple ad agencies, and so I I got to a point where I knew the business well, um, and I saw a common problem with ad agencies that I've worked in that I worked with, um, and that was that a lot of companies, a lot of marketing firms, um, have a common problem with acting as a partner with their clients yeah so i saw a trend there and after getting a lot of experience in the space i said i wanted to build a firm that would be more than just a regular agency yeah and i wanted to build something that that would be a company that would not just be an agency but also be a partner to the clients that we work with and build something that that would help companies and kind of be the right-hand man of marketing and, and guide our clients through every step of the way and consult with them on the best practices, the best, you know, 
strategies and just 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 be kind of like um you know a great asset and i saw that a lot of companies that i've worked in or with um or just observed from the outside yeah have productized themselves meaning they sell their services as products they have their little rate card and you pay for a service as if you were ordering groceries you know at walmart very cookie cutter isn't it exactly and i think there's a big problem with that because the way these companies a lot of them sell sell marketing is you know here's the services that we provide and let us know what you think is going to be good and we'll give you a proposal and we'll just do a lot of the technical work and there's there was a big lack with with companies that actually actually um you know worked from an internal lens meaning when we take on for example a company a business a client project we want to make sure that we know everything we can about the company mm-hmm. and all the details how they work how they're structured how their sales team functions all the little details that we can and it allows us to to be kind of more in the business more connected to the business we want to you know if there, there's been cases where we've had our project managers read books about our clients industries in order to actually understand, understand the business. what they sell exactly because that's extremely important and it goes a long way and mm. so i wanted to build something that that was was would, would be able to really guide companies and um, from a marketing level very closely mm-hmm. um, and and that's what that's what uh, we aim to do here I think um, you've touched on something a little earlier. It, would you agree that most clients will come to you not actually really knowing what they need? Would that be fair? Yeah, hundred um, percent. And a lot of the times, sometimes clients even have an idea of what they think will work. Mm-hmm. Um, but our job is really to to recommend based on the client's business and the client's budget what we think would be the most beneficial for them from a marketing point of view. Yeah, fantastic feedback. Thank you so very much. Now, just for context, tell us a little bit about, I guess, your educational um, background um, and how, uh, you know, you've used your experiences, which we've just talked about to to get to this point. And where was the genesis of Crafted Digital? Yeah, so I, I learned a lot really from working in advertising companies. Yeah. You know, and I think in this industry, actually, that's where you can learn the most by actually being involved in projects i've had the amazing opportunity to be involved in projects around small businesses and you know big fortune 500 companies and that's yeah. where i was able to pick up a lot of experience um you know learning from great marketers being up to date i would say that's for anybody looking to get into the marketing world that's a great place to start just even at a low level in the first adams agency i worked with um, I was very young and I was in charge of, it was a social media company. Mm. I was in charge of just following people that would follow accounts and literally be on an iPad for a lot of the day, just clicking buttons. Oh, wow. And yeah, and that's, you know, that was, you know, one of the ways I got started in the business. Um, another thing I would say is to read a lot because it's, it's, it's an industry that constantly is changing there are so many new marketing channels you mentioned earlier we're going to 
talk about influencer marketing and how that's becoming so big right now. Mm-hmm. And in an industry that's that that changes so much in terms of the avenues and and the, the way marketing really works, especially with AI coming and all that, you want to make sure you're up to date on everything because because you know it's easy to get to to, to lose track. Is it very and, difficult for someone to keep up with all of the dif- different aspects? Yes. Mm. The short answer is yes. Yeah. Um, but there are, there are ways to do it. Um, attending conferences, industry conferences are great. You know, AdWorld is one of, the, one, of the, one of the ones I recommend. They have some great marketers every year. They do a conference virtually and webinars, seminars, things like that. Attend workshops, read books. The magazine. I'll, I'll show you guys one of the one of the magazines I'd recommend in this industry, which just talks about some of the trends in the marketing world. You have this over here. Ah, uh, yes, Edwin. So you know you have just data, just stories, and I would say, look, oh, that's this is pretty funny actually. Wait one second. If, oh, I thought it was something. Else. Um, <laughs> See, this is it, what what I take from this is that you need to be an advocate for your uh, clients because they're not going to be able to keep at the, I guess, the the pointy end of all the changes and things like that. Now, I, I looked over your website and I can see you have a whole host of different services on offer. But when you first opened uh, Crafted Digital, which I love the name, by the way, um, how did it start? Did you have just one service? Tell us a little bit about that, that journey from the moment that you opened the doors. Yeah, so we started with one client. Yep. And, you know, from there, we just really built on. And we started with mainly offering three services. Mm-hmm. Um, the main services, um, paid social, Google Ads, and SEO. Those were kind of our bread and butter. Yeah. And from there, we just built on. You know, we started getting new inquiries. Oh, now started getting a lot of public relations inquiries. And all of a sudden, we have to figure out how to put a team together to make sure we're able to provide a good service and because that's a big part of marketing and we want to be a full suite full service agency mm-hmm. we want to be you know as i mentioned a partner a marketing partner and for that we're going to need to really expand our capabilities and our service offerings to make sure that we can encompass a lot of different marketing channels and and we just slowly grew and to the point where now we have a lot of marketing services that we provide, we're able to, to be kind of, kind of like a, a, a all encompassing consultancy. Yep. And recently we've been focusing a lot of influencer marketing and building a team around that. Um, you've touched that's, on, that's you've touched on partner. I just want to, before I lose track of that is, you know, this is about creating a real relationship with your clients, isn't it? And I, and I, I can only guess is that that, that would be long term, wouldn't they? Exactly. And the only way a partnership with a marketing agency works is if it's long-term, yeah. you know, those, cause there's always a learning curve in the beginning. And, and once you find a, a good company to really handle the marketing, um, it just, it just, it's about building the relationship and continuously improving on things. So that I, I, I use that word so much, the word partner, mm. because I think that's the most important thing. When it comes to working with a company and not just marketing any type of company yeah you're 
legal, the lawyer is a partner to your company. You know, you want to make sure that they feel involved. You want to, you want to constantly, you know, even if it means going to dinner, um, often yep. it's, you know, to, to, to improve that relationship. Same thing with your, your accounting firm. Um, that's really a key part of a successful business. The, the partnerships that you have Absolutely. and we try our best to be the best partner that we can. Yeah, that's great that feedback. And I'm, I'm glad to hear that because like you were talking about earlier, a lot of businesses have this cookie cutter approach and the, the client is expected to know what they want and then they get exactly what they ask for. And oftentimes it's not the right solution. But I was looking on your website, Mendel, and it seems to me that you have the ability to serve people on uh, like a, across the nation. Do you uh, have different locations that you serve more than others? Tell us a little bit about who you serve and who your best client is and where are they? Yeah, well, I mean, we're located in Miami, mm -hmm. so we have a lot of local companies, but we work nationwide mm -hmm. um, and even internationally. We have yeah. clients in Germany, clients in Switzerland, and so it's really, you know, we we work with a variety of different industries. Um, I would say that in terms of geographically, most of our clientele is um, in the U.S., mm -hmm. um, and a lot of business in Miami specifically because we have a pretty good name here locally yep um, that's where I would say you know that's where the cool market are. is now in yeah. terms of um, I always love to talk about this because I think it's I think it's an opportunity for those bricks and mortar businesses that might hear this for the first time how important is it for I guess a typically offline business to have an online digital strategy well, today, yes, mm. because the internet is at everyone's fingertips Yep. and you want to make sure that you have a brand for your company always. Yeah. Even if it's a brick and mortar business that relies heavily on foot traffic and you want to make sure that you build a brand around it and building a brand a lot of the times involves making a website and having some sort of digital presence that can be online reviews, public relations, and you know, a variety of things, but yeah that's extremely important it may not directly affect your bottom line instantly but it will have long-term effects and it will have a big effect mainly on the relationships that you build with your clientele thank you for the feedback mendo i'm absolutely loving this call now tell me what's thing about uh, one thing about digital marketing that you think's changed for the better over the last handful of years i would say hot take artificial intelligence because so many things have become automated to the point where data is made very accurate, mm -hmm. which allows people to have very transparent views on the performance of their campaigns, um, which, is, which is everything. You know, I always say this, um, I'm a big fan of data, I love data. Yep. And the reason I love data is because it's numbers. And I always use this term, numbers don't lie. They don't have any emotion, they don't have any consciousness, so they can't lie to you. So that's what makes data such an important, you know, tool to listen to. Um, and I think AI has helped that a lot recently. So that's, that's a big improvement. 
Yeah, well, there's a lot of people, prominent people, um, you know, without naming names, who who fear AI. And I've actually seen AI in operations through just simple keyword searches create paragraphs of what I thought was just amazing content very, very oh, rapidly yeah. in seconds. How do you think that's going to change, I guess, the dynamics between an agency and their client? And will there always need to be a human component, a human interaction, do you think? So I have actually been, been following it pretty closely. Before I got into the marketing space, um, I was about to get into AI engineering. Mm -hmm. um, I was actually getting ready for that. And I had already begun studies in that field. And I have some articles from years ago about how AI is going to change marketing. Um, and right now it's coming into full effect. And I would say there's a lot of people that fear it, but it's, it's going to definitely get rid of a lot of jobs. There's no sugarcoating that. Mm -hmm. It's going to get rid of a lot of tedious tasks that some people might do. But there will always be a need for human creativity. And, and that's not going anywhere anytime soon. And that's going to be the, one of the most important jobs in marketing and, frankly, in in general, because creativity is something that the AI does not have yet. And when I was watching the Super Bowl, and when I watch Super Bowls in general, and I see the the creativity in the commercials and ads there, um, that shows me that you know AI can't do that. AI can't AI do that. It's not that, per that. It's not human, is it? It's not human. They the it's not AI is not ready to create scripts that are able to emotionally connect with other humans and humans can. So I think that's going to be an increasingly important factor in marketing. It really makes uh, me think about the importance of storytelling and touching on emotions. Yeah. Is that what we're aiming at here? Yes, hundred percent. Definitely. Do you have a, a lot of focus of uh, bringing people's, your clients stories out in the work that you do with them? Is that a thing? Yeah, and definitely. And, and story ads is is uh, ext extremely effective for many businesses because of that emotional connection that you're able to build. Mm -hmm. um, and you see this a lot with the bigger brands. A lot of the times their ads are plainly stories. It's, it's, it's becoming extremely important to be able to connect with your audience on an emotional level. Yeah, um, and that's another thing that AI can cannot do. So I, I love how you're embracing Mendel this uh, the future of AI. It's a fresh take on you know a lot of fear that's out there, and it's certainly a space to yeah. keep an eye open on. And we'll be certainly doing that with a keen eye. <laughs> now, tell me a little bit about influencer marketing. I've seen what I think is influencer marketing, but let's just, uh, if we can, take it back to basics. What is it? So influencer marketing is really the the practice of promoting your product or brand through influencers that, that, that have a following of your target audience. So I recently wrote an article on Fast Company explaining exactly you know, how, you, how people can use influencer marketing for their businesses. And the reason I think it's becoming so effective and so popular, especially recently, is because influencers are very trusted. And that asset of trust is 
is becoming more and more important because I, I recently read a study that said 75% of people won't buy for, from a company that they don't trust. And, and that's, and, and that really, that factor, that trust factor is playing a bigger and bigger role in consumers purchase decisions. Yeah. And so that's one of the things that influencer marketing does really well because influencers are trusted, you know, a hair, you know, a, a influencer that promotes hair products, her followers trust her to recommend the best hair products. So if you're a company selling hair products, you might want to have her promote your, your stuff because sense, her following, <laughs> exactly. Cause they're following, you know, is following her to get the best recommendations because she has built that trust. And it's also on the influencer mark on the influencer side, it's very important to keep that. So the best influencers are the ones that really investigate the products that they're going to be promoting. And when we do it, you know, when we're looking to run influencer marketing campaigns for brands, mm-hmm. a lot of the times when working with influencers, they want to actually hold the product, feel the product, use the product. And that's how you can tell if it's a good influencer because they want to make sure that they're giving their audience, you know, the best recommendations possible. Um, and to go back on why it's very effective and that, that's exactly why. Yeah. And um, they, they are just trusted. They, they know the market, they know the product, they have a, a exactly. eyes on the market as it were. But, um, you know, as a, I guess there's a lot of old school marketers out there, Mendel, who are looking at this interview today saying, well, where do I fit in the new, I guess, the new wave of influencer marketing and AI? And should I just rely on the old school email marketing? And does that even still have a place, do you think? 100% email marketing has more than a place. A lot of people say it is dying, although I don't see that in no. data. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, that that is a very good commercial outlet to get a commercial message out. And people, you know, you have SMS definitely climbing up these days. Yep. But email is still very powerful. Everyone's checking their emails. And that's a good, that's a great channel, not just for um, lead generation or marketing to, to a new audience, but it's a great channel for marketing to your current audience, your current database, the people yeah. that you've already have a relationship with that have bought your product um, keeping in touch with newsletters. That's, that's ways you can really help enrich your brand. Um, so I would say that that is more than alive right now. <laughs> you definitely have some, some other avenues that are, that are, you know, coming some... up and gaining traction some other things to consider along the way. Mendel, you you and I have spoken about the new age of AI that's coming through. We've talked about digital marketing strategy. We've talked about online, offline businesses. We've just touched on uh, data-driven decisions that you make because it's important to, you know, that there's a measurement at the end of all this. Uh, We've talked about email marketing and so many other things here. But one of the things I want to really talk about, just that little bit more, because I think it's so critical to uh, I guess the relationships that you're building is how is it that you go about building real trust with your clients? I know you've talked about how you read their books and you do this and that, but do you have touch points along the way? And how often will you talk with clients? So we try to to touch base with our clients very regularly. It can be weekly, it can be 
even even daily via email um, and for some projects. But we want to make sure that really what we're doing to build trust is is be transparent in the work that we do, in the contents of the strategy that we put in place. Mm -hmm. And transparency is, I think, the most important thing important thing when working with a client. Um, a lot of the times you're you're more capable of being fired by a company for a lack of communication than lack of performance. Yeah, absolutely. And and that's extremely important to to make sure that the communication is very active. We have Slack channels with all our clients to make uh, sure that they're able to reach us real you know, time. Real time. Yep. Yeah. Um, and we regularly schedule calls and we want to make sure that our work is being done in a very transparent way. And I think that's the number one way that you can build trust. Absolutely. That's a credit to you. Now, tell us, who is the actual ideal client for you? You've talked about working locally with local businesses nationally and internationally. What's a typical client look like for you? So, you know, we work with companies, um, uh, small to medium size. Um, we have a couple large companies, but that's not really, you know, our our uh, expertise. Mm -hmm. um, we work with companies with budgets ranging from 10,000 a month plus. Yep. And a lot of software companies, a lot of e-commerce companies, brands, and local businesses. The, 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 the industries really varies. You know, we are full service. We don't serve specific specific niche um, that's you know in a in a brief way how i would say how our, cl our clientele looks like thank you again mendel uh, again this has been a fantastic call now there's going to be people on this call wondering how they contact you what do they need to start working with you and uh, you know what's the onboarding process the onboarding process is very simple you know typically how we work is we have the first introductory call where we can learn the most that we can about the business, how it works, how it functions, you know, maybe identify pain points in the marketing and, and you know, things that might need to be fixed, maybe do any audits that we need to do and provide any insights that we see. And then go ahead and we actually put, a, we draft up a proposal, which will kind of detail in a brief way how we think we can help and the channels we'd recommend, the strategy we'd recommend, and we would typically go from there and just, you know, step one step at a time. Prove it. Thank you very, very much, Mendel. Now, importantly, people will want to know um, where's the website, where is the address, and where will they go to start working with you? Of course. So the website is crafteddigital.com, K R A F T E D D I G I T A L.com. Crafted there you go. Doesn't get much. Yeah, crafted, not C, it's a K. <laughs> now, I'll be making sure if you're on this call today and you're interested in reaching out to Mendel and his wonderful team, be it local, national, international, they certainly can help you at crafteddigital.com. Again, I'll be making sure that link is below this post. No matter where you find it, you will find the link back to Mendel. And with that all being said, Mendel, this has just been one of those calls that we could have just spent so much more time oh, yeah. talking about all of the different elements of of uh, the things that uh, your business does. So thank you again for joining me on the My Future Business Show today. It's been a pleasure. Appreciate it.